What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Matrix in Review. Of course, we're ranking, reviewing, and recapping all of The Matrix movies. I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Whoa. You can always tell how Nick's day is going for how high his beanie is. So I really appreciate this right now. It's going out of frame. Like that is. Let's just put it this way. We played Mario Party earlier today. Oh, say no more. For charity. (laughs) And I can't. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. I had five stars going into the final like star (laughs) round. I was dominating. Well, dominating is a strong word. I was doing well. Kevin was Mm -hmm. there. Mike had three stars. It, they gave him two stars, Tim, mm-hmm. and because he had twenty more coins than me, because he, because I think Joey stole some coins yeah, from me or Andy stole. stole some coins from me, I got second place. This game is rubbish. It worked out so perfectly. It's, so it's terrible. a terrible game, but it was great content. Great. Content. That other voice you hear, of course, is the big dog, Kevin Coella. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Who just showed me a trailer for a new Nicolas Cage movie where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage? Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? No. Mm-hmm. Like it looks Jean-Claude so Vendor good. It looks so good. Yeah. I have no idea what it's called. It might have been a fever dream. Like I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if it wasn't real. But it looks so good. Look into it. Just Google Nick Cage as Nick Cage and see what happens. But you can do that later. I want you to stay here right now because you need to hear the beautiful voice of one Paris Lily. Cookies need love like everything does. Uh. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this one with y'all. Oh my God. Of course, this is the Matrix in Review. This is kind of funnies in review where every single week we get together to rank, review, and recap two different movie franchises. Right now, we're doing The Matrix and Spider-Man. This week, it's the big one. Our final in review of the year after this, Spider-Man No Way Home. Then, when we return in January, it is going to be a jam-packed month. The first couple weeks, we're returning to the matrix interview with resurrections that we'll be doing with paris which i'm very excited about we will also be doing our return to scream in review with the new scream coming out and the thing that i am most excited about we're returning to the karate kid cobra kai in review with season really four Woo, it's gonna be a good time so stay tuned here on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and if you wanted to watch live as it's being recorded you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule pranksy and greg miller returns to content next month nick should quit now Remember, you can leave a little message by being a Patreon producer. Do with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, today we're brought to you by MeUndies, Trade, Coffee, Audible, and HBO Max, but we'll get to that later. Let's get into it right now. The Matrix Revolutions. Wait, oh, you had your hand raised. Sorry. Yeah, I did. I did. The movie that I the the trailer I sent you is called The Un- Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. Yes, it is. That makes it even better. That's so oh, man. Wow. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Damn. Good for him. Good, Good for, for him, Nick Cage. Man. And also the cast of that movie, Pedro Pascal. Like, yeah. Literally any comedian I've ever known looks fantastic. Can't wait for it. Uh, the Matrix Revolutions has a runtime of two hours and nine minutes. It was released on November 5th, 2003, just six months after the May 15th, 2003 release of The Matrix Reloaded. Um, it was the first live action feature film to be released in both regular and IMAX theaters at the same time. The film had the widest release ever opening simultaneously in an unprecedented simultaneous global release. This film opened at exactly the same moment in every major city in the world on November 5th at 6 a.m. in Los Angeles, 9 a.m. New York City, so on, so on, so on around the world. That's kind of cool. You got to give it to him. And the old times when like midnight releases were actually at midnight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, the movie comes cool. out five days before its scheduled release. <laughs> it does come out five days before the scheduled release. That when is when does it open? Friday. When are we seeing it? Monday. Wednesday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, directed once again by the Wachowskis, uh, and music once again done by Don Davis. Now I've been doing you all a disservice. I've only been reading the composer, who's Don Davis, but a lot of people have been tweeting at me, uh, making sure that I share the love of Juno Reactor who is an English musical and performing group known for their cinematic fusion of electronic global influences and orchestral symphonic approach and for collaborating with Don Davis. So all the real dope shit is Juno Reactor. All the fight scene stuff, all the things that we, we really think of for Matrix. Besides that, the, that one element of the, uh, the, you know, the iconic Matrix theme with that rise, that like, make, give me the sound. Uh, the wait, Matrix wait, wait. title logo sound. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was like, do I do, do I do this normally? Thank, that, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, That's thank what you, I was sorry. looking for. Okay. I was like, wait, uh, is this one that I normally do, Paris? Or is this is he throwing no, me for a new no. one here? I just I'm throwing, you, throwing you a new one. Uh, this one had a budget of $150 million, just like the last movie did. Now, a fun thing here that we talked about in John Wick, but we didn't talk about so far in The Matrix. Uh, Keanu Reeves reportedly earned $15 million for, the first, or for this movie, uh, the equivalent of $400,000 for every minute of screen time. Uh, recently, though, there was a, a report that um and this is a report that came out in the beginning of this year and then there was an update in september of this year but keanu reeves is just the best human being yeah. on the planet he really he's is. just he's yeah. just out there living his best life just trying to make the world a better place uh the report quoted that keanu felt they were the that the the team and the crew were the ones who made the movie and they should participate in the earnings the actor reportedly made 10 million for the first matrix and after all was said and done he ended up making 35. His profit-sharing deals for the sequels were way higher, estimated to being between uh, 40 to over 100 million. According to the report, Keanu has given money from his salary to other actors or crew members from various films. The worldwide box office for the second and third Matrix, blah blah blah, a lot more shit. Uh, but after everything was said and done, he gave away an estimated 75 million oh, of his yeah. earnings for yeah. those projects, and that's outdated stuff. Since then, he's given even more uh, with money he's made from Resurrections, uh, uh, just from like the signing and all that stuff. So it's like, it's pretty insane. Good for you, Keanu. Um, and this one had a box office of 427 Let the, let the man eat million. a sandwich on a bench, for Christ's sake. Yeah, let him eat wherever he wants to eat. Mm -hmm. Or some cookies, you know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 427 million, the box office for this, which not good. When the last one made seven hundred and thirty-nine million, but also well, not surprised based yeah, on I mean, the quality of that and then this, you know? Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow when you're Warner Brothers. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if 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 you were a Warner Brothers exec and you saw Reloaded, you had to see that train. You had train to see it. Like, oh no, this is not going well. Paris, I want to start with you on this on on the Matrix Resurrect. No, res Revolutions. What did you think? Uh, ultimately just a disappointment. Uh, it's kind of like I alluded to, uh, during the reloaded discussion, I thought reloaded could have been a great middle bridge movie. If revolutions was able to pay off some of the themes that they were setting up and, and it just fell flat for me. I know we'll talk a, lo a lot about this in line, but the one thing that has always stood out to me, like I kind of said during the reloaded thing is that was the Wachowskis were trying to do too many things at once. Animatrix, the video games. They filmed both of these movies back to back. You both had these movies and Enter the Matrix live action stuff was all right, filmed all, together. All together. You then had, you know, the the, the tragic passing of Aaliyah, Gloria Foster passed away. So you had to reshoot a bunch of stuff. And I felt like if they would have 
just done reloaded and then waited to get the feedback from reloaded and applied that to revolutions, it could have been a way, way better movie, but they simply didn't know because they just did it all at once. And a lot of the things that they thought the audience was going to get, it just didn't land. Um, I, I think one of my biggest disappointments is in this is Larry Fishburne, uh, Morpheus. He, he got sidelined for this movie. He was basically just a background character for, for the most part, where you, you really wanted to see his faith in everything that he, he had been fighting for, believing in the one kind of pay off and him to have a more active part in this third movie. And he just simply didn't. And, you know, kind of like with Reloaded, we spent way too much time in the real world. And it's not what people show, show up to the Matrix to see. They want to see the Matrix. They want to be in the computer world and all the stuff that can happen there versus the things in the real world. So I don't know. It, like I said, disappointment overall. I, I just think the direction they decided to take that, that third movie, it just didn't land. Kev? This movie sucks, man. <laughs> it just, yeah. You know, and, and I've been saying it since the first one where it's like, yeah, two and three are bad. And re doing the rewatch, it's 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 a bummer. I don't know if the, they were rushed or what. I, like I hope, uh, what twenty years that it's been since the first one. Like I hope that like almost yeah yeah twenty yeah over twenty now yeah, yeah. whichever Wachowski's working on this has got like it comes with it you know because like this it, so much of this movie is just boring. You know, it's not entertaining. There's like a couple interesting fights, but like I think that's also being really generous. Uh, it's just hard to watch. It very little happens. Somehow it all takes two hours to get there, though. Um, and it's just so convoluted. It's it's kind of a bummer. Like the the, the amount of potential the first one had, but uh, what do you do? That's what happens with movies. Nick. Yeah, I uh I mean it's I'm echoing sentiments that you guys have said here. This movie was very disappointing with me, but I we after, after Reloaded we all saw it coming, right? Cuz this was Reloaded was really there's only two Matrix movies. There's the Matrix 1 and there's Matrix Part Matrix 2 Part 1 and Part 2, and it's 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 unfortunate that they decided to push a trilogy with this because there's some really cool ideas in both of those movies. And like I said last week, we talked about to me the Agent Smith idea of it being sort of um him becoming a virus and him taking over everything. And that, that to me is the coolest idea. And I love the sort of role reversal of how, you know, um, he has to allow him to do that, to allow, allow him to kill him in order for him to take over agent Smith and stuff like that. Um, all that stuff's really cool. And him going to the, um, sorry, I'm getting My phone's getting blown up here. Um, him going to the real world, him going to the robot city, all that stuff. I love this concept. I like the visuals behind it. It just takes so long to get there. And then they keep cutting back and forth between that and uh, Mifune and the kid who, don't get me wrong, Mifune is a badass, right? Well, he's like, knuckle up and you want to see him. You're like, oh, this guy's badass. But we've only really seen him a couple times in the prior movie. That probably should have been uh, Lawrence Fishburne, right? That should have been mm -hmm. other characters that we knew. Right. We have right. all these other characters that were, th those characters are just basically... Uh, you know, uh, piloting their way through mechanical line the entire time while, you know, which is largely just Jada Pinkett Smith doing her job there. So, and and we go back to the Oracle like nine times. I'm like, dude, the Oracle, why don't you just bring the Oracle to you? Why don't you just call? <laughs> like, why do we have to keep going back to the Oracle? Um, and yeah, the fight at the end, I think the big, I think the big thing that they thought was going to save them was the fight at the end. And unfortunately, 
we've already seen that a bunch of times. We already saw him fight in the schoolyard. We already saw all the cool stuff that we could possibly do with the fighting in this movie. So we had to rely a lot on the sort of high concept of it. And it's yeah. unfortunately just, it couldn't do all the heavy lifting for a two hour film. Actually really a four hour film when you're talking about Reloaded and, and, and Revolutions. And so it just fell flat, unfortunately. But there's a lot, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in here. It's just, it's just over, just overshadowed by the sheer volume of pointless action. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, you know, Kevin always like, not always, but Kevin likes to call it like it is for him and say a movie sucks when he thinks it sucks. And I try not to say things suck. Like, I, I really think that, like, to me, there's not much value there, but I got to call it like it is. This movie sucks. This movie really, really sucks. And I hate that. And I think that it is much worse than Reloaded. I, I like, Reloaded, I had some interest watching That's i think that reloaded is much worse than the matrix and like i said last week i think that it is a horrible sequel like it is a sequel to one of the best movies of all time and it is just such a commodification of like and a misunderstanding of what was good about that first film and kind of just doubling down on what people thought the matrix should be and this kind of just loses any of that and like nick what you're saying about that final fight like they kind of make you sit through all this other shit to get God. to it and I just think it doesn't hold a candle to the many Agent Smith fight in Reloaded. And it just sucks that I'm not even bringing up the fights and stuff from the first one because they're not in the same league. It's a, it's a different type of movie. It's a different type of action. And I think that the the mech stuff lasts – It there are moments, like Nick's saying, moments of things that could be cool. I like line deliveries every once in a while, like uh, the Jada Pinkett Smith line of, like, I don't believe in the one, I believe in him. Like, mm -hmm. that's so cool. But I feel like anytime something cool happens, it's followed up with something not cool. Or there's a right. setup, and they just, like, kind of do not stick the landing. Like, the blind Neo stuff is just, it's bad. Like, it should, that should be a cool use the force type stuff. But it's just never kind of, never See. hits those highs. I don't mind that part. Sorry if I can interject for a mm -hmm. second. Just because I, they needed to find a way to sort of dumb down Neo's powers, and I like it a little bit better in this than they did in the first one where they just don't explain it to you whatsoever, right? They're just upgrades, right? We get that one line was like, upgrades. And then they're like, cool, everyone can fight better in this one. Um, so I like, I like having him in the real world. What I don't love is there's absolutely no tension whatsoever when he fights one Agent Smith while an infinite number of Agent Smiths watch him. You're like, he can't possibly win this. So, like, there's got to be another option here for him, which he finds. Sorry. Well, continue. it's also that that scene's just so distracting to me because the I love the music. <laughs> the final fight music is some of my yeah, favorite fight music much. of all time. It is, it is as much Way as you can possibly much. go. And I don't think that the fight matches that. Like, it, it's just, it's not earned. But it's distracting to me because it kind of looks like the Smiths are singing. Like it's it's so big and such a choir that every time I watch it, it seems like they're all just kind of singing it live, and it bothers me. It bothers me so much. But uh, but Nick, to your point about the the blind thing kind of working, like I don't like it because yes, it 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 kind of like lessens his powers, but they like always immediately give him the one up. They allow him to overcome that and just oh now I can see, and then he can fight in the matrix or in the real world like he fights in the matrix. I just feel like almost everything is explained but just because you say oh this is why this happened doesn't make it good doesn't make it earned paris see it, i'll say again going back to i wish they didn't do them back to back i think they could have gotten lessons learned from reloaded and and the two things i i think they should have explored more here in this third one number one is the merovingian and just club hell and you know i know i guess the twins died you would think they didn't because they're kind of like ghost-like characters i would have liked to have seen 
the Merovingians' motivations, his conflict with the Oracle, that more that should have like been the first act of the movie. That should have been the whole rescuing Neo type of thing. But it happened so quick. Merovingian's there for a couple scenes. He literally gets a gunpoint to his head and he just gives Neo up. Terrible. That that made no Terrible. sense to me. And the other thing, when I talk about the real world, again, way too much time in Zion, not nearly enough time in the machine world. That's what we should have seen in the, in the third movie. Okay, you gave us Zion and Reloaded. Now let's go to the machine world. Let's That's have... Cooler. I, 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 I always envision, and again, and people watch the Animatrix, so understand what I'm saying. The opening episode, that wasn't the opening episode, I think it was the second one. It was about the Resistance Part 1 and 2 or something like that. Yeah, that was but the first two. They they showed the two machines walking into like, I don't know, like a, a Senate hearing or something. Yeah. Right. And, and then they betrayed him. Right. Yeah. I would have loved the flip of that. And it's Neo and Trinity walking into like this council of machines and stating their case. And we we, we get the machines perspective on, yeah. on this whole situation versus this, you know, deus ex, ex machina or thing yeah, or whatever. Like giant baby face. <laughs> He yeah, says a couple words, and if I, you fail, it's like, come on. We we should have. Yeah. Again, these are highly intelligent AI machines, whatever you want to call them, right? But, Clearly, right. they're we're starting to see the machines lean more into humanity, right? The whole symbiosis of machines need us, we need them, vice versa. That should have been in the machine world. That conversation should have happened. Right. We should have seen a fleshed out agreement between neo and the machines to say all right we're going to send you back in you you stop the agent smith virus we're going to have peace instead it, it just came off very hokey and like i like i just keep saying way too much time in zion i ultimately never cared about no. those characters in, in no. zion and because I don't know. here's the other problem is like you don't care about those characters because we flew over millions and millions and millions of humans that are still subjugated. They're still right. imprisoned in the matrix. Right. So yeah, that's great. There's like a thousand people in Zion who were helping this out. But what about the other people that have no idea they're prisoners in the matrix? Like it's it's very weird. And also it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> no pun intended, that they just can't they're like, <laughs> fuck it, just reset the matrix. Like, who cares? Like yeah. it smits a virus, just re like wipe the hard drive and reinstall the OS. How hard well, is I mean, it? But I think but I think that? the but I think the threat of it was Smith was eventually going to leave the matrix and actually infect the machine world itself. Yeah, definitely. And that needed to be explained more, and they just kind of yeah. glossed over that too. Well, I mean, Neo literally says that. Right? Like yeah, but it was so quick. But 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 how? Yeah. How? How is he getting there? Why? The train man, which again, another hokey thing Jesus Christ, they had yeah. in there. Yeah, that was it, that, so that's dumb. my my biggest problem with the movie is and a lot it's kind of a lot of what we've been saying so far, but it's kind of the way this thing starts off is like we have Neo, who is like after the first movie, one of the coolest characters ever. And then the second movie, take it or leave it. I think overall, at least Neo does some cool things. But then you take this character and that's what you have him do for the first hour and a half of this movie is kind of just seem like he's lost at a train station. It is right. just so boring Limbo. and so yeah. damn weird. It's and it's like, how many times are we going to have these characters save Neo? And I feel like th this last movie, this last movie does everything the least interesting version of what we've already seen before. And that's kind of the biggest bummer. Almost every fight feels derivative of things we've seen, just lesser than. All the, the scenes are just, oh, we already had the Oracle conversations, just lesser than. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing for me is we've now had three movies where each movie introduces an entirely new crew of a ship, 
and a different ship or whatever. And this crew sucks. Like, <laughs> I thought the crew last time wasn't man. that great. But, man, this crew is just a bunch of duds. And it's like when you have a movie that is just dud after dud after dud with way too many characters. This movie introduces way too many new characters and on top of that in the first 10 minutes of this movie i swear to god they're like okay there's the train man there's the pathfinder there's the promise that I'm like, is this kingdom hearts like what the fuck yeah. is happening like this is trash and, and and one other thing on on that again i just don't think i i think it goes over people's heads because they don't explain it How, why was neo able to separate his mind from his body and basically be, be stuck inside the matrix or wherever he was in limbo and then how did the humans get the two back together? They just kind of glossed over it. Oh, we did a little weird hacking here and, you know, and now he's back. I don't know. I, I, I wanted more yes. explanation with those type of things. It's unfortunate because that right there could have been the plot of Reloaded. Yes. The, the plot of Reloaded should have been Neo's been separated and the rest of the team has to figure out how to do a job for the Merovingian in order to get him back. Like Exactly. I remember watching this movie going, he, him going like, I want to strike a deal with you. And I'm like, oh, you got to make a deal with the devil to get like, you have to compromise your morals here. You have to do something interesting and unique and then trinity just pulls a gun out and i just saw this giant title that went over the screen that said lazy screenwriting i'm like why exactly what the fuck literal fuck were they thinking with that it's it's and honestly folks if you're a a screenwriter an upcoming screenwriter and you get a a chance to, to to make a sequel for a very 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 profitable franchise don't put johnny depp on a beach for an hour don't do it. Don't. It's boring <laughs> yeah, to watch. No, they don't. Call. They're not. No one's good enough of an actor to sit in a, an immaculate subway station and run back and forth and sell me on this, dude. Yeah. No. It. And 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 with that, like the the lazy screenwriter thing, it's like we the last movie we had to talk about the the neutering Superman and how how difficult that is. And when they don't do it, we're like, this is kind of weird because or when they don't explain why he isn't able to overcome the obstacles with and when they do with just like one line of dialogue, like Nick keeps talking about about the upgrades thing. It's like even worse when the next movie they neuter him by having the other guy say, uh, "I wrote down the line here. Down here, I make the rules. Down yeah. here, I am God." Right? What? Where is here? Where is here? What, what the, the fuck? Yeah, yeah we, in we we're introduced Matrix to this program or something. We're introduced okay. to the young, the young uh, girl Sati, who and they're like, "Yeah, we're got, we're we're shipping her from one place to the other." And it's like, "Oh, you're getting her out of the Matrix." And the next time we see her, she's with the Oracle. It's like, "What? Why don't you just drive her over to the Oracle? What is this train station? What yeah, do they yeah, do I, here? What I, is I, the I, I think it's a router. I think yeah. he's just sitting in a router or switch or something. Like, like, yeah, it makes yeah, no yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, it's all it's what is- they. It's their buffer from the machine city to the Matrix, right? I thought they were trying to get her out of the Matrix, though. No, they were no, trying they were to get her to out get- of the machine city. Yeah. So she was the, a program in the machine city and they were hiding yeah. her in the matrix. Yes. Ro- yeah. Rogue programs. She's exiled. Like, yeah. Basically go to the matrix to hide out. Ah, that makes a lot yeah, more sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's they they explained that in the last one, right? Where programs yeah. are no longer necessary. They can become exiles. Well, but that, that was confusing to me then too. Cause they were like programs are no longer necessary, like vampires and werewolves and stuff. But I was like, but those in my brain were like, those were in earlier iterations of the matrix. Right. Sure. So where yeah. are these all where where are all these other programs coming from that that need to be I guess they're running in the machine city somewhere like the back end yeah or just in general I, I guess because that Again. would have been, been a really cool concept to explore of like hey the machine city has a fucking matrix or a hard drive too that you have to hack into and figure that out but yeah. I digress I I yeah. just think ultimately going and I know we're gonna jump into the actual story of this but one one thing. I, I again that I wish they could have fleshed out and I thought would have been the the ultimate compromise. The machines and Neo work together and kind of going to the point we're making earlier. The agreement is 
everyone's made self-aware. Everyone in the Matrix knows they now have a choice. You can go to the shithole that is the real world in Zion, or you can stay here and continue to live out your life and yeah and go and that interesting balance of who decides they no longer want to be a part of a fake reality and who's like you know what it tastes like a t-bone steak to me i'm staying right right? i thought they could have gone down that road and obviously they didn't they they made dragon ball z at the end or the more the more interesting and more cerebral thing to do that i think would have been like very 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 gutsy but probably way too much of a risk was at the very very end let the audience know that all of it's the matrix no matter what you see, no matter what you do, you're yeah. in the Matrix. So that would have been yeah, right. I, like when he went, like when he stopped the first squids in in, in the last movie. I was like, oh, he's still in the Matrix. This yeah, is Matrix in a Matrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's genius. That should well, you been know, Rick and Morty did that. Movie. Yeah, Rick and Morty did that. I think season one or season two, where it was basically a Matrix inside of a Matrix inside of a Matrix yeah. inside of a Matrix. Well, Every time you think you're out, yeah. it's yeah. one of the reasons why Inception was so impactful at the end because you're like, you don't know, you'll never know if he got out of the dream state or if he's still right. doing this. It's an interesting and for for such a high concept sci-fi movie, it's what you want to almost leave your audience with, right? But at the end of the day, the thing, the biggest sin of both of these movies is that they're just simply not fun. There's just no fun to be had there's fun there's 45 minutes of fun in reloaded there's 45 minutes of watching keanu reeves and Lawrence fishburne and and carrie ann moss share screen time and i like watching those people but it's but like you shouldn't get to zion and be like oh we just got to get through this part we just got to get through this part before we watch neo or do something cool or trinity do something cool again that's the problem though because there's nothing that's not fun in the first one the first one you're like it's mean and it's so fun and it moves super fast and it deals with really high concept stuff very simply and gets it to the audience this one's like at one point they asked the oracle something she's like maybe i didn't know it maybe i didn't know it it doesn't matter i'm like you're right it doesn't i'm not gonna think about this ever yeah you're right, Nick. Comparing the first movie to this, in the first movie, every scene you're in, you don't want to leave, but you it's also cool. you also can't you wait to get back to next. any other part. Mm-hmm. With this one, every scene I'm in, I'm like, okay, let's get through this, but I don't know which one I'm ready to go back to because like, I, I really don't care. And the problem for me is like because of that, they treat us as if we're kind of smarter than the characters at points, including mm-hmm. Neo. Like You're telling me that Neo is getting bested by this random guy fighting him that is literally Mr. Anderson talking to him like this. That's and he, the, the, the line he says is who are you? Yeah. Yeah. I know who you are. You're Smith. You, you sound, you're doing your best Hugo weaving impression. Like you sound like Smith. Whoa. But, yeah. I will. Um, that's, Oh God, I lost my train of thought, but that was, I think we've, I think I, we've done it. One last thing. It's mm-hmm. th- like, it starts and I'm like, very confused and it's like I, there's oh. like little throwaway things in the last movie that like that well you know they said the big emp thing and basically explained that all the ships like died but it, do they not have emps just hanging around waiting to to like you think they would attack, you, think that right? would be, that you think they would have them at the gates of every yeah, single thing but i guess they're illogical yeah but just have or a couple in the like, basement or a field that's just shooting them through, like yeah. detaching all of them. I, I I will give them credit for this though, because again, one of the you know when when I forget the hammer, I guess when when uh, Niobe pilots it in and they launch the EMP, Locke was like, "You thought you did something good, but what you really did was you yeah, took down our entire so. defense grid. Everything yeah. was shut down well, if mean, they fired an EMP inside of there." That's fair. But I but I do think that like it wasn't doing much. They had lost right. the harbor for sure. You know, right. yeah, for sure. Like the, the, the machines were. At that point, coming into that harbor without any line of defense 
and they were just drilling down to get to the like delicious meat that is yeah uh, Zion human humans. Yeah, what question I have before we get to the plot: sure. What is a VTDS? Was that ever explained? A VTDS. They keep they, in multiple oh, times yeah, in this yeah. movie. They're like, "Has this man been tested for VTDS?" I'm like, "What?" Or VTDs? I, guess I don't know. Was. I think that was a cool way for to say that he was having a psychotic episode or something. Oh, I, I don't thought, know. I thought if you went to the Matrix and you did that one simulation with the woman in the red dress, you might come back. With a VTS. <laughs> yeah. Transmission. <laughs> I think Nick, you <laughs> actually might be right. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, I did well, want to say before we start, though, I, mm -hmm. one of the things that I think they nailed in the first one, I think, you know, Paris talked about here a lot was if you're going to spend if we're going to spend half our movie in Zion, it's got to be interesting. And we talked about this last time, but I go back to the first Matrix where there was this sort of macabre fascination they allowed you to have when we were on uh, the Nebuchadnezzar, where there is just sort of like a weird thing you can touch into that like zombie shows do that like apocalyptic movies do where there's just a fascination with how human human beings can survive in those in those in that kind of a world and they nailed it in the first one but in the next two man they just well they showed just, you the world they, just they showed you the how world. they lived and it's like too much you don't want to live there yeah no, you're like sucks. you're like i'm Girl. team i'm team cypher get me out of here mm -hmm. nick no let's get to it it's like, dude, I'm just getting a cup of coffee. Blah, 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 blah. All right, step, ladies step and brothers, brothers, right? Oh step, my god, step brothers use this song for the drum set scene. Oh god, that's so funny. That's amazing. Uh, the Matrix Revolutions. Everything that has a beginning has an end. Until Warner Brothers wants to drive more people to their subscription platform, then. We'll see what the shareholders have to say about that. We go into the Matrix and everything turns gold this time and then back to green and we pop out on uh, the ship's official name I saw online was the Mjolnir, but they call it the Hammer because I think no Makes one could sense. pronounce Mjolnir back Makes in the day. Sense. So I'm just going to call it Mew Mew. Nebuchadnezzar's fine, but let's dump Mjolnir. down Mjolnir. Here's the problem, Tim. sounds cool. Hammer also worked for me. Hammer's badass, but our dumb American brains cannot deal with the fact that there's, a, that there's two consonants right next to each other. There's an M and a J, and we're like, Bajolter? I don't know. It doesn't matter. This movie also like, has the Merovingianer or whatever the hell is the Merovingian. People say it's funny like this. You know what's funny? He says Merovingian. Like you guys say stuff. I'm like, I'm supposed to know what that is. People are just refer to this guy. <laughs> supposed to know who this guy is. I like that in this movie. <laughs> they're like, just call him the Frenchman. Yeah, call him like, Frenchman. All right, cool. You, if one of your friends, uh, Paris, if one of your friends, you're hanging out with your friends, and he was like, Oh, do you want to go hang out with the Merovingian? Would you? Uh... Yeah, I'd be like, Who? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's a problem for the last movie. This is the Matrix Revolutions. Morpheus asked Captain Roland, who um, Captain Roland, I'm not, I'm not a. This guy sucks. Uh, to search for Neo in the Matrix while Trinity and uh, Maggie look at Bane's self-inflicted wounds and talk about how his brainwaves look like he's jacked into the Matrix. Hey, that should be our first clue that, he, that something's going on. Maybe let's tie him down. Somebody tells Roland and the audience that the machines will reach Zion in less than 20 hours. The clock's still ticking and Seraph calls them to tell them, I bring you word from the Oracle. You must come at once. Neo wakes up Tell in an immaculate us. train station, yeah. which is obviously not found in San Francisco, uh, where he meets Sati, who tells Neo uh, he's in the wrong place. The train man won't let Neo go with him. He's like, I'll prove him wrong. And then he runs around and is like, nope, you're right. Uh, Morpheus and Trinity head to the Oracle, played now by Mary Alice, uh, because the previous actress died. Uh, Oracle is a little, and they have a line, a throwaway line there in somewhere that kind of explains it. I'm like, we yeah. all just have to She got a new shell, go. they said. Yeah. Um, which actually, ironically, this might be the one movie where you can switch out an actress 
uh, and have it actually kind of make sense. Because these are all just totally. avatars, right? You're like, that makes sense. And like, it's cool. And uh, the, they, they cast her because the two of them played sisters in some stage play back in the day. Oh, and like, that's so really cool. It's, yeah. like, cool things like that. But like, I just thought it was weird that the movie kind of like referenced the casting change twice in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of have the same line of dialogue. Earlier you were saying they go back to the Oracle 15 times. It's like, I feel like they don't use the the times they go back to even do unique things yeah it would have been interesting my 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 immediate brain goes to cast a bunch of actors and every time you go back she looks different but that'd been cool yeah if if that would have that would have been a cool original concept if they right. would have done something like, like that i'm yeah. hiding out because they know where i am now so mm-hmm. every time someone turns around it's yeah. like i'm the oracle and it could be totally someone totally yeah. different yeah. that would have been my first thought um but also, I'm having a hard enough time following the plot of these movies to begin with. So swapping actors on young Nick, probably not a smart idea. Uh, Oracle is a little bummed because she made a choice to help Neo and it had bad consequences. Now Neo is trapped in the place between the Matrix and the real world. Steven Spielberg once called this place the space between spaces. And that didn't go very well. The train man works for the Merovingian and uses his platform to smuggle programs in and out of the Matrix. Where do they go? No one knows. We'll never know. Um... Sarah agrees to take them no, to the train. They go to the Matrix. We know that. <laughs> they go. They go what do they go when they leave the Matrix? World, Where they the went parents from the go? Machine World. They went What's back the to the Machine, machine world? world. They've got jobs. What do they do there? The Machine City. The little Sentinels. <sighs> what do they do? What, what do you? Kevin. They run programs. They run programs. What are the, what are the parents programs. doing? What are, what, are the, what are the parents of Sachi doing? One regulates temperature for all the humans to make sure all the humans stay alive. Another okay. one uh, regulates heartbeats. Another one makes sure that storms don't go too crazy. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. Does yeah, one of them d- recycle the urine so you have to drink your own pee? Yes. Yes. Cool. He loves cool, cool, his cool. job, by the way. He's a pervert. Lo- oh, my God. He loves watching. I love that scene in Waterworld. <laughs> anyway, right, Sarah agrees to take them to the train man, but Morpheus isn't convinced. Uh, he should believe the Oracle. He's like, I, and uh, she says, I expect you to do what you've always done. Make up your own damn mind. And he goes, well, what do I need you for? And then Sati introduces Neo to her parents, uh, who are Ramakandra and Kamala. Uh, Rama tells Neo that he went to the Merovingian to save his daughter so she won't be, get deleted. He loves his daughter. Uh, Neo can't believe that programs can love, but Rama tells him uh, love is a word used to define a connection. Uh, and we have a cool – This I like this stuff. That's a good moment. There's a lot of cool moments here where he's like, how do you define love? How do you define life? A lot of these things. Uh, Seraph, Morpheus, and Trinity track down the trained man, but he bolts. Uh, Rama, we go back to them, uh, is bummed. He has to leave his daughter in the care of the Oracle, but uh, that's karma. And then he's like, well, you believe in karma? He's like, well, karma, again, just another word, like love, a way of saying, what uh, What am I supposed to do here? Um, or rather, what am I here to do, i.e. purpose? And purpose, you know, is one of the themes that comes up a lot in the Matrix. Uh, and Neil's like, cool. Like using that same line twice, like, lessened it for me. Yeah, a little bit. Like, eh, we didn't, right, we didn't yeah. need both. Yeah, we, we didn't, we, need, we both, didn't need both. Yeah. The first time but, it was good, it hit hard. He could have just been like, I love my daughter, and that gives me purpose. And you're like, okay, that's cool. Uh, The train pulls in, and Neo tries to get on board, but gets denied. And the train man says, down here, I make the rules. Down here, I make the threats. Down here. And then for a moment, for a moment, you're like, oh, Neo's about to beat the shit out. And then he's like, nope, he just beats (laughs) Neo, and then that's it. And it's like, but surely Neo can get out somehow, right? He's the one. And nope. So, I mean, th- I th- this like literally contradicts the first movie in, in this one, because you almost think like with the construct and, and when uh, Morpheus t- took uh, Neo to where the woman in the red dress was as a simulation. All of this is based off off the same code, right? Neo is now he's literally the one he can see the code. You know, some rules can be bent. Others can be broken. broken. So why why would he be powerless 
in the quote unquote train man station. Like, like I said, again, lazy writing. They had to depower Superman. So in this place, you it's kryptonite, right? Just mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. My guess is that the Matrix is running off a of PC. And that this little, this little train I, in Linux. is running off of the, uh, the Nintendo Switch, yeah. uh, which, by the way, worked on me not once, not twice, but three times today while we were playing Mario Party. I digress. Uh, Seraph wants to go back to the Oracle for her help, but Trinity knows what has to be done. We got to go to the Merovingian. Neo runs around in circles and then says, shit, because he can't get out. Uh, he, does. The, he does. It's so weird. It's so it's goofy. Oh, I will say, I'll say this to, to speak positively about a couple of things here. Love the design of the train station. Love the design of what Neo's wearing. They kind of like melded sort of what he wore in the first one and the second one here. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. I like the fabric but of it. And Nick, you know, why did you why did you like the train station? Because it looks like a Bart train station that's clean. We've never but seen actually, that. You know right, exactly. It's fascinating <laughs> to me. If you're gonna make a ga- exactly, Kevin. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna spend two hundred million dollars on a movie, you got to show me something I've never seen before. And this train station, a clean train station, is like a <laughs> Paris mind blown. Sarah from the gang head to the Merovingian uh, to as they're as shit. they're going there when they're they're doing the run. You can see an advertisement for uh, tasty wheat uh, in the background in the train, not in the train station. Well, yeah, in the train station that the that uh, Morpheus and them are running through. Right, they're chasing them. Yeah, yeah, tasty wheat's the um thing that mouser uh mouser was talking about in uh, the first one. Oh yeah interesting uh we get a cool sequence here where they go into the club that they shoot their way into the club and trinity does that cool crane spinning kick with bullet time that she did in the very first movie and then but just you know, cool someone yeah i was well. gonna say i actually absolutely hated this whole I scene because again it's lazy you're just yeah. rinse and repeat doing the same thing which was way cooler yeah. in the first one Fair. and the, I, I thought the anti-grab stuff was cool but they never did anything cool with it like that i I liked when we kind of got the 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 jumping up and then jumping off the walls like where it's like it felt like they were simultaneously in control of their motion but it wasn't a one-for-one of just they're on the roof now it was Mm -hmm. kind of like floating through space but get some cool choreography going here and for it to end with just a redux of the trinity thing that's bad fan service that's bad callbacks i Uh, I do wish that when they had died like the bodies and they fall like normal i wish they had fallen like with uh, the appropriate cool. gravity because yeah, i feel like that would leave it looking cool and like yeah. being like oh these programs are different uh well here's the deal you guys asked for something new you got it be careful what you ask for because you might get trinity morpheus and seraph back to back to back walking down the stairs of a club and the looks people give them like what are you doing you don't need to do this yeah we're you here to party to dude right well, come right on we're just, we're, I just <laughs> it's I all just, love here i just did coke and molly in the bathroom and yeah you're out of me right now bro i am not equalized out you see the nick do you see the one guy that had a just a like a vinyl shirt that was totally transparent with just the nipples yeah, you see the guy that. getting his nipples just pulled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot going on in the scene, but when they're running into this and they they jump the turnstile, when the the train man like kind of like bumbles through that like like Mark Wahlberg style like through the the turnstile, and then our three heroes kind of go and like one by one try to one up each other of how they get over it, and Trinity just does this like cartwheel thing because like yeah. oh she can she just moves in cartwheels, you She's know it's that's her thing. She can also, that was funny. when when the train. Uh, guy gets away from them like he leaps in front of a train right mm-hmm. to create like a wall but like they could have just jumped over it like they, there's a cut like the you can see there's space above it so they could have just been like ah, you know right up, jump. yeah you know? but yeah. they were like uh, trains that's neo's much. thing yeah that's yeah. neo's <laughs> thing 
they walk downstairs back to back to back and then the mayor of engine and this is this is why i put a note in here we've gone past this joke already guys but i love this joke so much i'm gonna say it anyway and this is how i always want to walk with tim everywhere we go back to back I'm down. Army of two style. Uh, Merovingian uh, gives him a safe passage so they can make a deal. He wants the eyes of the Oracle in exchange for Neo. And then he talks a lot. So Trinity tells him, I don't have time for this shit and pulls a gun on him. And it's like, oh, I guess we're just to the scene. Now, having to go kill the Oracle and take her eyes well, to give to the Merovingian is brutal, but kind of fucking an interesting idea. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, how are they going to get themselves out of this one? And then Trinity just pulls a gun on him, to which the Merovingian should have said, if you kill me, you will never get Neo. I'm exactly. the only person yep. that can give you Neo. Exactly. So we're at a stalemate right now. You pulling a gun on me has no gravity whatsoever. You have no leverage. Pull the trigger. He's lost forever. And Persephone gets one line. She's in love. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Monica Bellucci oh. showed up for 15 minutes. Yeah. And they were like, here you go. Here's a million dollars. Here, Monica here. Wear something, something revealing and you yeah. get one line. That's it. Poor Monica Bellucci. Anyway. So <laughs> it's good, screenwriting. <laughs> Poor I mean, Monica Bellucci. I mean, because here's the thing. Poor everyone in this movie, right? Monica yeah. Bellucci is a high. Like Except a, for the kid. <laughs> well, like, well, the kid crushed it. But Monica Bellucci is a great actor. She's, she has great screen presence, thoroughly underutilized in this series altogether. Why do you put so many people in your movie if this is what you're going to do with them, right? You like, have cool-looking people all over the we place. We don't, like, I don't, you guys probably, like, Monica Bellucci's not that big in America, but she's, a, from what I understand, a yeah, in Italy. Italian, yeah. in Italy, she's mm -hmm. like a hugely big celebrity. And so, like, you have her in this, and obviously she can hold the scene do something with her. Well, right? see, yeah. you actually bring up another another great point. I, I meant to bring this up during Reload It, but I, but I think it's relevant here. I also feel like they did a lot of celebrity stunt casting in this. Roy Jones Jr. had no business being in anything with The Matrix at all. They were going to have Aaliyah in it, so you replace Aaliyah with Marvin Gaye's daughter. It's just things like that. You know what I mean? You talk about Monica Bellucci. It's there's some good acting in here and then there's some absolutely terrible acting. And I, and I know some of the other characters in here were pretty big in like New Zealand and Australia as well. But like you said, even the ones that had like this great talent, like again, the, uh, his last name's Lambert, the, the Merovingian guy, he, he's a big actor, you know, like in France and everything. Yeah. Underutilized completely that, yeah. you know, so it's just a shame. One scene. But before we get back to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Of course, anybody that listens to this show knows that I absolutely love Me Undies, and you will rarely see me not wearing multiple articles of Me Undies clothing at any given time. Even right now, I got the shirt, I got the lounge pants, I got the undies, and I got the socks because I love covering myself in that soft micro modal fabric. You can get your festive on with the new Me Undies holiday collection featuring classic plaids you know and love and sweater inspired prints that will quickly become favorites. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones and a cup of hot cocoa. You can get the family photo you've always dreamed of with matching PJ sets. They're available in sizes extra small through 4XL, and MeUndies has a little something for everyone on your list. MeUndies has a great offer for you. First-time purchasers can get 15% off and free shipping. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. 
Next up, shout out to Trade Coffee. Whether you're a coffee nerd or a coffee newbie, you need to hear about Trade Coffee. They want to make every cup of coffee your best ever. Trade matches you to a selection of their over 400 craft coffees, all based on how you answer their coffee quiz. They consider whether you like French press, auto brew, or even cold brew and pair you with the perfect choice. And if you don't love it, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. Trade Coffee is awesome. It's really fun to do the quiz and, you know, just kind of learn a little bit more about the wild world of coffee that's out there for you guys right now trade is offering your first bag free and five dollars off your bundle at checkout to get yours go to drinktrade.com slash kind of funny and use promo code kind of funny take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup that's d-r-i-n-k-t-r-a-d-e.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny for your first bag free and five dollars off your bundle and this holiday season give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too again that's drinktrade.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny next up shout out to audible this episode is sponsored by audible and i bet you have discerning taste and you're always looking for something new to listen to well you should check out andy Ware's project hail mary on audible it's an interstellar science-based thriller from the best-selling author of the martian that's skillfully performed by ray porter who brings the already gripping tale to life with vibrant and witty narration in it a lone astronaut must save the earth from disaster in an epic tale of discovery speculation and survival it's part scientific mystery part intergalactic journey and all edge of your seat entertainment. This Audible Studios production of Project Hail Mary is a number one New York Times audio bestseller and continues to top Audible's bestseller charts and garner rave listener reviews. You don't want to miss this. Listeners are already calling it. It's the highest order of geekgasm metal. Uh, you can go to audible.com slash project hail Mary and listen now. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash project hail Mary. Finally, shout out to HBO Max. Tis the season to discover exclusive originals, addictive series, and award-winning performances. And you can get into the holiday spirit with Max originals like 8-Bit Christmas, a stop-motion animation extravaganza. Or, if classics are more your speed, they have you covered there too with Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, The Polar Express, Gremlins, of course, that's a Christmas movie. And if you haven't seen it in a while, it's hilarious, so go check it out. Who could have forgot everyone's favorite? A Christmas Story. HBO Max is the streaming home of over 13,000 hours of addictive series, blockbuster movies, and exclusive originals. Turn binge-worthy watching new favorites into your next holiday tradition. Uh, you guys, I've been loving HBO Max. I've been loving it a lot. There's so much fun stuff to watch, whether it's reality shows like F-Boy Island or the upcoming Matrix Revolutions. Get hyped. I can't wait to see it. Visit hbo.ax slash kfdec to start streaming on your favorite devices today. That's hbo.ax slash kfdec to start streaming on your favorite devices today. It's a kind of funny December. kfdec. Check it out. Go for it, Nick. Uh, meanwhile, Neo tries to meditate his way out of the train station. Thankfully, <laughs> Trinity has a lot more resources than <laughs> him. Work. Uh, He's an idiot. She's a lot more resourceful. She saves him, and they make out. Uh, but Neo, can I pause? Can I pause on, on on right there, right there? I'm the train man. Deuces, leaving all of you right there. I'm out. Now get out. I win. Now you're all trapped. <laughs> now you're all trapped. Great point. Uh, but Neo is like, I can't leave yet. I have to go back to the Oracle yet again. Uh, when he gets there, of course. I don't know. When he they, gets there, of course. At one point, sorry, real quick, Seraph calls. Why didn't they just pass the phone that's to, what, to the Oracle? Thank you. Thank you. I, that's what I'm saying. Why do you, because I, I think I said this on the last episode, you clearly don't need to be in the Matrix to talk to the Oracle because obviously they pick up a phone and call you. Yeah. 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 This out. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to have something for people to do. Then he goes over there. When he gets there, he sees Sati making cookies. She is safe and sound with the Oracle. And I was just like, man, I want cookies. Uh, but the Oracle can't really help Neo. She can't see beyond the choices she doesn't understand. And he was like, ugh. He's kind of PO'd. He wants to know why she didn't tell him about the architect, but he wasn't ready. He wants to know uh, how, like, w- what's happening to him. And she's like, I have no answers for you. But she says, the power of the one extends beyond this world. It reaches all the way from here to the source. Um, and he's like, okay, well, that doesn't help. The architect said that Neo will be dead by midnight, but his sole purpose is to balance the equation. Uh, the Oracle's purpose is to unbalance it, to end the war. And then he asks, can Zion be saved? And she says, if there's an answer, there's only one place you're going to find it. And if you can't find it, we're all screwed. And he's like, and then she says, everything that has a beginning has an end. Uh, Smith is Neo's opposite, is negative, and he'll destroy everything. We get a lot of exposition in the scene. Uh, Smith wakes up, of course. Then we cut back over to him in Bane's body, and Neo wakes up back in his. Uh, the Oracle gives Sati some cookies and sends her on her way uh, with Seraph, but it's too late. The agents have found them. Uh, okay, and then we get this scene. <laughs> oh, Christ, we get this scene. We get to see where Agent Smith throws a bowl of cookie dough against the wall. He's like, why did you make the cookies if you knew I was going to throw them? But if you didn't know I was going to throw them, how did you make the cookies? What are the cookies? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Poor Hugo Weaving's he like, want, yeah. they gave him like like two lines of dialogue but in like in a, in a stack of pages. And they were like, can you just do some stuff here? Like, he just he sounds like a lunatic in all of these scenes from here on out. I, I will say, though. One of my favorite lines just from the confrontation with the Oracle when is when he throws the cookie and he's like, May, you know, maybe you put it, maybe you didn't. You know, you know, it's just the way he says it is is yeah. so good. I mean, you know, I, I, I did love that part. It's well acted regardless of the fact yeah. that like yes. the lines that they're reading are so terrible. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, Smith punches uh, into her arm and then goos her and then changes Wait. into her, uh, into one of them. But this one's different. This one takes his glasses off and laughs maniacally. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, he's smarter now. Bane talks exactly like Smith. And if I were in the real world, I'd be like, why do you sound like Agent Smith? Yeah. What is going yeah. on? But can, 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 we, can we pause going back to him, him assimilating the Oracle, so to speak? So that is him, quote unquote, getting the eyes of the Oracle. So he's laughing maniacally because he wins. He sees that he wins. So that that's him gloating because now he can see into the future that he's going to get Neo and he wins. Right. But then doesn't couldn't he see past that when he watches? But remember, you, do, you can't see past past the choices that you don't understand. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to defend it as best I can. Yeah. But it's hard. It's it's one of those really things is. where like this is always this is always the problem with like prophecies, right? Yeah. And, and premonition and all that stuff is it's like it's just like time travel. You're like this starts to get really, 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 really like hazy quickly here. Well, on top um, of that, it's this movie's not only doesn't only feature a character that knows the future, also features characters that can literally rewrite the rules of reality, like. That it, it gets so complicated because, like, to Kevin's point of like, why didn't they just jump over the train? It's like that is such a good question, and I hate yeah. that the answer is it's a movie. Like that's the only mm-hmm. answer, right? Uh, back in the real world, Bane questions who he is. He's like, if I'm not me, then who am I? It's like again, <laughs> you sound like fucking Smith. You're Smith. Roland gets the word that they found the Lagos and they head over uh, to it, even though it could be a trap. It, quote, you can be, you can put that shit away, boys. All she needs is a jump start, is what Jada Pinkett Smith says when she comes around the corner. And she's like, I need a little bit of help. Morpheus, of course, is happy to see Naomi. Why? Because we've had one scene prior in this movie, maybe two, where they have some level of a relationship, we're told that they do. And again, 
God bless Jada Pinkett Smith and, and, and Lawrence Fishburne. They're doing their best. Yes. But you have no backstory for these characters whatsoever. And we just, they're trying every ounce of their acting ability to get audiences to care about this relationship. And I just patently do not. <laughs> How did the Lago survive? Uh, I don't know. I like, can't remember. Uh, it's, I want to say that is in Enter the Matrix. I, I can't remember 100%, but it's explained in there. Okay, that right. actually oh. makes sense, yeah. Right. Uh, Morpheus is happy to see Naomi. He apologizes for dragging her into this mess, but Naomi's like, oh, don't worry about it. I conferred with the Oracle and heard exactly what I needed to hear. He's like, when? We were there five times. We were literally there every every hour on the hour today. <laughs> when were you there? And she's like, I don't know, man. Enter the Matrix. Uh, Locke, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty as much. Like has a plan Matrix. to stop the Sentinels. <laughs> with, now, here's what, here's what I'm going to say about this, guys. Mm-hmm. When I first watched these movies, I was like, I pretty much don't like any of these characters. Watching it back, I'm like, Fuck. poor Locke. Locke was the only person that's like, I have a legitimate plan to yeah. at least try and save some of us. And the council's like, we're going to put it in Neo's hands. And he's like, no, don't put it in Neo's hands. Like, we have ammo. We could just kill these things as they come in. Like, we come on. Should, should like, have, nah, we believe. Should have kept a couple ships, though. Just to maybe escape. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe go to yeah. another city. Maybe don't put all your eggs in one Zion. Maybe have multiple Zions. I don't know. I digress. Poor Locke. Poor, uh, poor Locke is just like, guys, it's like when I make decisions where I'm like, and then uh, Tim's like, no, nah, we're going to do it the other way. And I'm like, it's exactly we're all going like to die. We're all going to yeah. die. We're yeah. Die. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Locke wants to put a gun in his hand. Every man, woman, and child and march them over to the dock. And he says, hope. Uh, and they're like, well, we hope you're wrong. And then he says, hope is an indulgence I don't have time for. And I'm like, that's a bad fucking, that's a bad. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. That is fucking sick. And also that, uh, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's, he's great. In this. Harry anyway, Lennox. Thank you. Uh, Cass comes in and finds Z making shells. And Z tells her she volunteered to hold the dock. And she's like, why would you do that? He goes, because I love him. I love him the same as he loves me. And I, if, if, if I were out there and he were here, I know what he'd do. Uh, and then she says, if it was Dozer uh, and you know the only chance he had of seeing him, again was a whole, seeing him again was to hold that dock, what would you do? And then Cass says, make shells. It's a good little scene. I like this scene. Not necessary, but a good scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid, of course, has volunteered to hold the dock as well. Uh, and part of me hopes he just eats it right off the bat when I first saw. <laughs> I hope he just gets a shell right to the face. Uh, Naomi, Roland, and Morpheus strategize how to sneak past the machines. And Naomi volunteers to pilot the ship through a very dangerous uh, mechanical power line. Uh, Neo tells them he knows what he has to do. He has to take one of the ships and go to Machine City. Now, I'll tell you this right now. Machine City... That's a badass fucking name for a city. It's fucking cool. That's badass. If we were, if I was like, guys, one? we can get in the car, we're going to Machine City, you'd be like, oh, we're going to do, do some it. drugs tonight. <laughs> uh, anyway, Naomi volunteers to give Neo her ship at the Lagos. Meanwhile, Maggie gets a scalpel to the gut because Bane is obviously the bad guy, and no one can see that. Uh, Neo tells Trinity he's probably not coming back, but she already knows and is going to come with him regardless. Quote, I'll tell you something. Six hours ago, I told the Merovingian I was willing to give uh, to give anything and everything for you. Do you know what's changed in the last six hours? What? Nothing. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. Shit. Awesome. <laughs> Neo and Morpheus say goodbye, and Neo tells him it's, an on- it's been an honor, sir. And I like this part. Uh, and then he says, no, the honor has been mine. And he calls him sir. And I like that. Neo's like respect, pay respect where respect is due. Uh, Roland, Naomi, and Naomi and Mauser 
uh, watch as Neo and Trinity head off into Lagos. Uh, a fuse bursts, so Trinity heads down to check it out. And guess what? Bum, bum, bum. Bane attacks her. And he sounds exactly like Smith, but nobody could figure this out yet. Uh, he also forgot who he was messing with because Trinity fucks his shit up first and then warns Neo before getting knocked out. Uh, Roland makes the decision to stay the course. Uh, if Bane already got to them, uh, by this point they figured out that Bane is Smith. If Bane already got to them, of course, he's in control of another EMP and they can't risk taking both ships out at once. So they have to keep going uh, over back to Zion. Over on the Logos, uh, Bane holds Trinity hostage. Bane gets the better uh, of Neo and holds a gun to his face. Uh, but then Bane tells Neo who he who really is while Trinity frees herself downstairs. And he says, look past the flesh and see your enemy. Yes, Mr. Anderson. And he was like, first off, if you call me Mr. Anderson, I'm Smith. You're the only yeah. asshole that calls me Mr. Anderson. Uh, it's like when Kevin Shut called me Nicholas. Uh, there's nowhere I can't go. There's nowhere I won't find you. And then Trinity pops a fuse and the lights go out. And Neo jumps on Bane and they fight while the electricity goes all bonkers. Uh, and then Neo starts to choke Bane out. And then Bane grabs the end of a split electrical line and burns his eyes shut. Mm. Blinded, Neo follows oh. Bane's voice. Uh, he calls him the blind messiah. You're a symbol for all of your kind, Mr. Anderson. Helpless, pathetic, just waiting to be put out of your misery. Uh, and then Bane takes a swing at Neo, and, and then Neo ducks it. And he goes, I can see you. And it's like, that, really? And that then we line, see Neo. Yeah. That line delivery, I fucking love. Because I feel like he just nailed the, like, you know, Keanu Reeves of, like, oh, I can see. And it's like, and then we see it, and it's just like, well, it's a cool moment. This is this is one of the few moments where I'm like, all right, I'll I'll take no. it. No, I Absolutely. could not disagree more. <laughs> Tim's gone. <laughs> the thing that you have to realize, guys, about Keanu Reeves' acting ability is that it is one note, but it's a glorious note. It is. It, it is. It really note. is. But the problem is music. that note needs to be written around and set up and supported yes. so that and his was, dumb yes. goofiness is backed yeah. up with Makes something sense. really fucking cool. And this is just like, it should have been cool. The idea of I can see now needs to be followed up with something incredible that we haven't seen before. Instead, it's followed up with a lesser than version of what we've seen before. Mm hmm uh but of course then neo what we see what he does see of course is agent smith uh with the sunglasses bathed in like a golden energy and light and then he takes the crowbar and apparently knocks his head clean off and i'm like i was that what happened in real life or did you just hit him and i don't know either they way show, neo, that, that, that was fire vision yeah. okay cool i was like dude show just him not, if I was Trinity is... and I came back up and saw him do his head off, I'd be like, whoa, man, you got to back that down like 10%. <laughs> uh, Neo frees <laughs> Trinity and tells him that his eyes are okay, but I think you're going to have to drive. Fun little line there. Uh, Locke commands his APUs into position uh, as all of Zion prepares for the onslaught. And this is where we get sort of the, the glow up of Captain Mifune, who gives a hell of a speech and says, if it's our time to die, it's our time to die. All I ask is we give them hell before we what do. we do, yeah. Badass. And he's, that this was cool. guy's great, too. Uh, Z makes a deal with Shara. Uh, she says, you keep moving, I'll keep shooting. So now they have their little RPG crew we're going to see here. Uh, Naomi and the crew head into the mechanical tunnel and accidentally awaken the, the Sentinels. Uh, Ghost mans oh. the gun, and Morpheus takes the co-pilot seat. We get a little Star Wars here. Uh, Naomi drops them into the tunnel hard with the squids in tow. All of this looks uh, pretty good, actually. It was one of those things where I looked back, I'm like, oh, the CG here, not, not too terrible. Yeah. Kind of enjoying this little ride. I, I'm with you that the, the CG of the ghost stuff and like the, the ship stuff is, is cool. And it, it has been cool in the other movies as well. I think that they created a really good world and art style and committed to it. But I think the CG is 
worst in this movie overall because of the amount of time they focus on the mech suits. And I have been making excuses, but they're not excuses. It's it's explanations for why things look the way they do in Matrix 1 and 2 because mm-hmm. in the Matrix, things look that way. They're in the real world and it looks bad when they're doing the, the mech fight stuff. And like that's mm-hmm. kind of the biggest disappointment because it is the mech fight scene that we're about to get to that we're kind of already in the beginnings of mm-hmm. is the worst looking shit that we have in any of these movies. And it's so long and, and focused on of like it is essentially the, the Bruce Banner Hulk Infinity War moment, but for 50 minutes. And it's weird because and we'll get to it here. But one of the one of the things that we're in this scene for so long. Your subconscious has time to tell your conscious, like, there's no mm-hmm. freaking way these APUs would be able to withstand this massive, infinite swarm of sentinels for it's any longer than like four minutes before they yeah. just got overcome. Like, we see well, them no. come at Mafune and just destroy him in a, in a but second. The sentinels are programmed to do as little damage as possible because they like Mafune gets messed up, but like. They didn't need to use 800 Sentinels to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he's all screwed up, and it's like one Sentinel could have done that easily. Right. Or, yeah. you know, it, it just, it's, it's, but and Kevin, it's so overwhelming. If they didn't do all that, they wouldn't be able to say the line, he's pissing bullets. <laughs> Which or the I, line where, so we go, so, uh, uh, oh, by the way, I, did, I wanted to point out, this is why I said all this. He's pissing metal, is what he said. <laughs> I had to uh, I had to look up the names of the ships, and this is kind of the first time that I actually looked at the design of the ship because they have like schematics with you, when you Google mm-hmm. like the Mjolnir, or the Hammer, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I like the design. I think that's I think they're pretty yeah, cool the looking as far as like hover ships are concerned. Uh, anyway, Mifuni watches and the team watch as the walls above him begin to crack, and then one massive digger breaches the dock and falls to the ground, and Mifuni yells, "Knuckle up." which is what I'm saying when we drink from now on. They start blasting, and this shot is actually kind of awesome, man. As the wave comes through, they're just blasting, blasting, blasting. When I first watched this, I just thought they were going to blast, 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 and the wave was just going to come through and just destroy all the APUs because they're slow moving, Uh, but they did not. Um, Let's see. uh, uh, That digger starts to reorient itself uh, while an RPG team sneaks up on it. Uh, Z and Shara blow one of its legs off, but it's not enough. It reorients itself and keeps digging. Uh, The kid waits uh, waits in a holding deck while another volunteer runs out to reload the APU, and he's like, soon it's going to be my time. Then a massive swarm of squids comes through the hole, and not even the massive turrets surrounding the bridge can stop the swarm from decimating it. Lock orders the RPG units to get the job done. Uh, they fire two more uh, rounds, but the squids get... I like how the squids are just like sacrificing themselves to, yeah. to yeah. protect this massive yeah. machine that's digging. Um, they bolt as the the machine goes down just in time for another one to breach the dock. Uh, it was all for nothing. Naomi pilots the hammer uh, while the team shoots their heart out, but the squids manage to take out their radio so they can't signal back who they are or what's going on. Uh, Z and Shara sneak up on the second machine and take another shot, but uh, which gets parried by the squids again. Uh, more chase them into the tunnels, and then Shara t- uh, gets taken out. Ripped um, apart. Just yeah, she just absolutely. gets eviscerated. Yeah. Uh, Locke spots a shit coming through the, the mechanical line, uh, and he thinks it's a trick. He's like, no pilot could possibly uh, pilot that mechanical line. But the bridge confirms, sir, it's the hammer. And then if they pop that EMT in here, we'll lose the dock. And then someone turns to him and says, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the, bro. The, dock's, the dock's gone, bro, bro. Like, that thing's gone. Uh, and then so Locke authorizes the ground team to open the gate to let the hammer in. But there's only one problem. The controls have gone all borked. So we got to do this old analog way. Squids crawl through every tunnel, utterly gutting everything in their sight. 
Locke calls Mifune the last standing APU closest to the gate. Uh, he calls for, he's like, you got to take this thing out. So he calls for a reload. And guess what? The kid is up. He runs over uh, with some new caissons of ammo, uh, but the swarm overruns them, causing one of the mags to jam. So the kid climbs up and starts kicking the dang thing just in time for Mifune to unleash a barrage of hellfire on the upcoming swarm. But it's too late. They carve oh, him up like a Christmas roast. Uh, Mifune tells I like this scene. I like as as a scene. I don't really like that it's these characters doing it, and I don't yeah. necessarily even like it in this movie. But I like the the scene of the door opening. It's like reload nine, and it is like do not go out there. It is yeah, very scary. And I think it's well shot to like, give us that like level of fear and tension for characters that quite frankly, we not only don't care about, like we actively kind of want to die. Uh, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> like if the kid ran out and something just stomped him, I'd be like, yeah, Oof. yeah, I got my money's worth today. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Warner brothers. Uh, let's see. Mifune tells the kid, the hammer is coming. He has to open the gate. And then as, as he's dying and he says, captain, I didn't finish the training program. And Mifune says, neither did I. And then the kid's like, well, you're lying there dead. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a good example yeah. for me. Maybe you should have, bro. Maybe you should have changed. Everyone, so, did everyone not change? Did everyone not finish the program? <laughs> like, Because they're all dead. Is it just me or was that one of the most violent death scenes it's we've gross. ever seen on yeah. camera? Like him, his face getting ripped apart. I'm like, oh, my God. Like you could have handled this with an explosion or like just a hit. or No, but you wanted to show that. But okay, again, you know. it would have made more mo a sense as an attack plan if one of them just landed on him, like the squids, and just and pulled his heart out. It would have been yeah. way cooler. Instead, <laughs> they all like, and then like, I guess some of them are slapping him around. <laughs> yeah, you have to think for machines that like can fly and have multiple arms. All they'd have to do is just get on the back one of his APUs, and they're like, yeah. we're pretty much done. This is end game right here. Yeah, you can't do anything. Makes there. for a cool visual as they swarm through and like cut him, cut him, cut him, cut him. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. The kid sets off in Mifune's APU, and man, it just looks silly. They did not do this kid. This kid is like, oh, I hate him already, but when he gets in this thing, he's jerking around like he doesn't know what the heck's going on and the cg's so bad here that it's almost it almost makes me laugh out loud when i'm watching it it doesn't help the kids like talking himself through this stuff um whatever uh let's see the block calls to mifune says i don't know if you can hear me but the hammer is two minutes away you got two minutes to get that gate open z overhears this on the radio and and, and knows link is coming uh the kid takes aim at the massive chain holding the door in place but gets knocked over thankfully z comes to his rescue uh with one of those electro guns and and kills the sentinel and says do it kid and then he and then <laughs> oh, yes Paris. it's Paris. it's coming it's coming i know this is a line from your cool animatrix movie but Man, if you haven't seen that, this line hits the wrong way. He looks at the chain as he takes aim and says, Neo, I believe. <laughs> and I remember, I might be making this up, but I remember an audible groan going through the theater when I watched this. Like, whoa, God. I don't think you're making it up. I'm pretty sure even back then everyone was like, ugh. This kid. Anyway, opens fire and bursts the chain open as the hammer comes through. Crash lands. Morpheus orders Link to burn it. And Link pops the EMP, taking out every squid in range. Morpheus tells us Naomi, she's a hell of a pilot. And then she says, some things in the world never change, but some things do. Luckily, some things do. And it's like, I think they're going to make out now. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Link and Z link up. Yeah, the lock is like, guys, you didn't do anything. Uh, Link wore the necklace she gave him. And says, she said, he said, are you kidding me? I'm never going to take this thing off. Uh, Link tells the crew that they're screwed. Our lock, of course, comes up and is like, hey, guess what, guys? Good news and bad news. Good news is you're all here. Bad news is that little trick you just pulled. 
basically nuked all of our defenses. So we're pretty screwed right now. Like, I we really wish you had we had something else. Yeah, well. Uh, you know, we I wish someone had been like, what, what do we have? What do we have? All the APUs are fucked up. We're cutting the guns off in an attempt to maybe use that by hand, perhaps. I don't know. That right. seems fucking unsafe. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, he says, if I were the machines, I'd send every Sentinel I could right now. They were uh, already so we, doing that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he orders everyone to fall back uh, and seal the shaft. They've got incoming on the dock. Uh, they blow the dock, and then Locke Lock looks up and goes, your move. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Sorry. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. They blow everything, and there's a moment of quietness, and Locke looks up at the sky and says, your move. This fucking movie, man. I like, love it. I, honestly, this, is, this was one of the movies that we've done hundreds of movies in interview. I think I enjoyed watching this one less than some of the worst movies we ever watched. It was joyless. I don't know. It's, it's still better than Catwoman. Reloaded. I enjoy watching that for how bad Nine. it was. This yeah. for me. That one is that one. It, yeah. it, it, because it's not a. It's so bad. It's good. Yeah. It's it's just one bad. of those. Damn, this should have been so much better than it is. That yeah. that was just my feeling. They had it all. Uh, Naomi, Morpheus, and Roland up to the council. Neo is doing what he believes he must do, uh, and they say, "I know." Uh, as long as there is a sing- and Morpheus says, "I know." As long as there is a single breath in his body, he will not give up, and neither can we. Uh, Trinity and Neo head up to the surface where they see the fields of humans. It's a haunting sight. Very cool. Uh, Neo mm-hmm. can see it all. He tells Trinity to head to the power lines at the right, which should give them a path through. Uh, Locke tells the council that machines will breach the city wall in two hours. He wants everyone in the hole uh, to hole up in the temple. Or he orders his men to fortify it so they can make their last stand there. And it's very sad because uh, they're not going to make it. Trinity and Neo head toward the mountains. Uh, and he says, if I tell you, she says, if you tell me we'll make it, I'll believe you. And Neo says, we'll make it. We have to. Uh, and then a row of massive machines unfurl and start shooting sentinels at him. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure about what he's pa- Pause right, right here on this. Sure. Pause right here on, on this. So. This goes back to what I was saying, even at the beginning, there was such a great opportunity when they basically come to the surface and they see the fields like they should slowly have gone through just the fields of pods. And you have this moment. So we get this visual of just how the the, the scope of, of how many people are just in the in yes. locked into these pods going into the matrix. And then I have to also say. Why do the machines have this big line of defense at the mountains right now where clearly they were already ready to go if someone was coming? Where's that threat coming I, from? I, well, you know, I have to I think that the, this giant like those giant like robots, they're all around the city. I would imagine that's a perimeter around. Yeah, because it kind of right? shows them powering up a little bit and then unfurling yeah. and then start shooting sentinels. So I imagine yeah. those are like their sentry guns. But also they are mounting a final attack against the one human. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Aren't they a little busy right now? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not. I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I play that off as like, what if the humans launch a counterattack of some sort? We'll be ready for them. Yeah. But also, it's like, this is like the time in like the real time strategy game where like it's the first level and you've just, you're just dominating so much. You're just like, let's just keep making resources. This feels good. Cause I know in about three levels, I'm going to have to quit this game. It's too fucking hard. Mm. That's why I've never beat an advanced wars. Um, let's see. They start uh, shooting sentinels at people. And then Neil's like, he puts out his hand and he nukes all of them, but there's too many this time. They can't beat Neil tells Trinity. It's like, uh, you got to take the logos up. And then they go into the cloud coverage and everything gets electrocuted as Trinity breaks through the clouds and sees the sun for the first time in her life. And she says, beautiful. And then they fall with a dead stick to the ground. Uh, The logo plummets toward the ground. Neo tells Trinity to pump the igniter. Oh, but go slower. Pump it. 
slower. And then she does slow. And goes, <laughs> God, no. and she Jesus. fires it off and they crash land in machine tower. I thought it was kind of cool them breaking through the clouds. Like I, this is one of the rare moments and man is to call it a moment. Isn't even right. Cause it is a brief second, but it is something that's unique that we haven't seen yet. In, in these movies and i was like oh shit this kind of just widens the world a little bit more in a, in a way that's kind of cool but there's not much there it's just a cool visual it's it's a cool visual yep <laughs> and, until you realize until you stop to think about it for a second now paris i know what you're gonna say you're gonna have all sorts of of facts and stuff about this movie that i'm not even thinking about right now but the concept was the machines run off of solar power right if we black out the sky, they will mm-hmm. no longer be able to run off of solar power. But then this ship just flies above the cloud coverage fairly easily, I might add. Right. Now, granted, it gets electrocuted. A hovercraft. Like, okay, Let's remember, gonna... it's a hovercraft, not a flying right. ship. So that's right. an interesting thing, too. So we These think are to really good points. We think to ourselves, maybe if we just shielded this in some sort of Faraday cage so that when the electricity hit it, it would just go around it. Kevin, I know you're impressed. I remember that word. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could just go up. We could just tether a big antenna up there, get all the yes, solar power antenna. we need, and then don't have to deal with these human beings at all. Yeah, because doesn't the architect even say, and I'm, I think I'm going to screw it up a little bit. He says something in, at the end of Reloaded, there's there's level of, of survival we're willing to accept. Yeah. So clearly they could, even if they didn't have the, the humans, right. there's some type of power source that they could at least survive. But I agree with you to see that hovercraft go up there. And like you're saying, even though it's, you know, obviously it's getting shorted out because they darken the sky. It, we're, we're talking centuries at this point. The machines have been at this. You think they were to figure something out by now. Yeah. Also, the machines at this point, it's like, what what's the end goal of the machines? Is it just to keep replicating? Because wouldn't by that point, one machine be fine? This is why I'm saying they needed we needed time in the machine city. We needed to understand their motivations and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, like I have a I have an amazing PC that Tim bought me sitting right below this desk. It doesn't want to be multiple PCs. It's like I'm fine. I'm just a yeah, PC. I'm good. I'm fine. I got an RTX 3090 in me. Uh, yeah. I can smoke fools. I can smoke. I like the idea games. that it does want to be multiple PCs. Not after the thing it seems. The stuff it seems. All right, that's enough. All right, that's you know enough. what? That's that's a Nick 1.0 joke, guys. And Paris is on this show. He elevates the show, so I'd like to dial that back. Kevin, please edit that out. Please edit that out. Uh, anyway. Let's see. <laughs> Where were it. we? Let's see. We it, we, we crashed me into the tower. Videos for like four years. I know, but in my brain, it makes me feel better. That's how I sleep at night. Neo calls out for Trinity, who was lying on the ground, and he says, "We've made it." Uh, you said we would, and we made it. And he says, it's "Unbelievable light everywhere. Like the whole thing is built of light." And she says, "You've already shown me so much. I can't Get go with watch. you." Neo. I've had a billion. Uh, she's like, she, "This is a really touching scene, Kevin." Okay, it's really touching. I don't want you to ruin this for me, right? The Trinity is there. <laughs> And she's, she's a little sleepy. She says, you've already shown me so much. I can't go with you, Neo. I have a billion wrought iron rods sticking out of me. <laughs> and then the camera cuts out. And there is a comical amount of, st- of, of, of like iron six. rods sticking There's out. There's like six. It's so many. Yeah. Dude, you're so right. It is so ridiculous. And I don't know if it's actually... 15 minutes but this feels like it goes on drag yeah it just keeps talking with and i swear like the more you watch like kevin says there's six but i swear to god every camera cut they add one more like it just like keeps going it's fucking ridiculous this is yeah it's a long scene and i like carrie ann ma so it's sad for me but i'm also like we could (laughs) 
We could rush this a little bit. Anyway, he says, Trinity, you can't die. You can't. She says, yes, I can. You brought me back once, but that, but not this time. Do you remember on that roof after you caught me, uh, the last thing you said? He says, yeah, I'm sorry. She says, I wish I hadn't said I was sorry. I wish uh, my last thought, uh, one more chance. She's like, I wish I had one more chance to tell you what really mattered, to say how much I loved you, how grateful I was for every moment I had with you. But you brought me back. You gave me my wish. One more uh, chance to say what I really wanted to say, which is kiss me, kiss me, uh, one more, kiss me. And he kisses her. And then she's like, also, maybe take one or two of these wrought iron rods out of my Yeah. <laughs> really beautiful. Okay. Uh, anyway, Trinity dies and Neo cries over her body. Uh, more of the big digging machines break through the dock and Link prays for Neo to hurry the hell up. Neo finds his way to the machine city as little robots follow him. Again, this is cool. This is different. Little tiny robots that are these little like little like lobster looking spider things walking behind them. They're like they're obviously service robots, right? Fixing stuff, going through the canals, doing all that stuff, and they're following him. They're not attacking him. They're just like, what's this guy doing? He's got the glow. Um, they all scatter, the of course. When a massive that is a last yep. dragon reference, and if yep. you guys understand that, I did. You're my friend. You'll be my friend. <laughs> uh, more, uh, excuse me. Uh, they all scatter as a massive spiky robot squares off against him and forms a big old baby face. This thing look. I don't care what you guys say. This thing looks cool as shit. The spikes. It looks like a big. Uh, you like the baby face on do do uh, I didn't. I didn't know it was a baby face. So you guys it literally is. It, but... Yeah, it's is it? uh, it's the, one of their nephew's faces. Oh, that's weird. Uh, no, I just like the, <laughs> I just like the back of it. I think it looks like a what are those little blowfish? Like a blowfish that have little yeah pop blowfish. Fish. Yeah, blowfish. It looks like a porcupine. porcupine. Not a porcupine. Porky. Yeah, maybe. What? <laughs> what is it? What did I? How well, it's por- porcupine, but porcupine. Yeah, porky. Por- you know what I mean. Sure. Anyway, Neo uh, squares off against this thing, and he says, Dormammu, I've come to a bargain. Yeah. Uh, and they can't yeah. stop Smith, uh, but he can. And they say, what do you want? And he says, peace. And then over in Zion, the Sentinels pour in and suddenly halt. And the machines uh, jack Neo into the Matrix. And then they say, if you fail, and he goes, I won't. And then Naobi and Morpheus. This is a weird way this is cut, right? Because you're supposed to feel like they have impending doom. But... In a movie that moves a little bit faster, you would have had the breach sequence happening as he was going into the Matrix to fight. And then have them, like, right before they kill, like, right before that 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 killer blow happens to Morpheus and Naobi as they're, like, holding each other in their arms. And, like, there's a child in the background that's like, no, no. That right before it stops, like, right at his face, right? Because Neo would have done that. But instead, they just stop. And everyone has time to be like, oh. Like I guess we're taking a break. Let's go get a yeah. latte. Like it's it's very weird. It kind of kills I, the momentum of this film. I, I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but it's it's in line with the criticism you have here. Like when it all ends, like the dude just kind of runs out to the where the big rave was and just like, hey guys, the war's over, yeah. and they're just kind of like, cool. Like it's so fucking just casual at oh this God. point. And it's also like, how? What do, do these? How do you know? How, what is what? You know? What? But continue. Yeah. It's weird. Tim, they're machines, uh, you know what I mean? Unless they're killing you, they want to be friends. Then it's and like at the reality is like we were always the bad guys, you know? Yep, the machines did are. nothing wrong. The they just wanted to be free. No favor, what we make it. Neo and Morpheus watch as the Sentinels uh, keep a perimeter around them. Uh, Naobi, excuse me, and Morpheus watch. And then I think it was either Naobi or Morpheus goes, Neo, he fights for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case. Mm-hmm. Just in case mm-hmm. the audience didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, down in the Matrix, Neo squares off with Smith while an infinite number of other Smiths watch. And he says it ends tonight. And the music here is insane. Like way more extra than it needs to be. Uh, but whatever. Tim likes it. Sorry, Tim. Uh, they run love it. I love other. it. It's just and- it deserved a scene that matches its epicness. And they didn't fucking do it. 
I man, hate they... fight scenes where like no one can get hurt, and the, so they're just lobbing each other through like giant skyscrapers and shit. And it's like, oh, they're both fine though. Like the better it's... version of this fight is Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, Cloud vs. Sephiroth, and it's like seeing this, and that was a couple years later, but you could clearly tell they were like, oh. They fucked that up. We're gonna do this shit better. I do like the the use of the rain, and I you can see the Matrix code in the rain as it's kind of dropping, which is cool. But there are certain things that are like interesting of just like the way that their forces kind of push the the raindrops in in different ways, and they do it a couple different times. Mm -hmm. I like that, but that's really all I have to say about this fight. Yeah, that stuff is really really cool, and you're right. Um, I like when they they hit each other really hard, and the concussion of like a bubble of energy comes out with the rain. That stuff's cool. What I don't like is they're like. We could do some really cool slow-mo here. And they follow an obviously CG fist into an obviously CG face. And it's like, oh, man, that didn't work. Those characters look like a real, like a mediocre Pixar film. Anyway, a lot of this is super anime, so you got to give it that. Smith can fly, too. Can you feel it, Mr. Anderson, closing on you? I really should thank you. After all, it was your life that taught me the purpose of my life to end, uh, to all life, which is to end. Uh, Neo does the same move uh, that he did in the first. He's just squared off against Smith, and he waves him forward. And it's like, eh, whatever. Uh, the fight goes on, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead here a little bit. Neo struggles to his feet uh, after Anderson knocks him down. And he says, why? Why get up? Why keep fighting? Do you even yeah. know? Freedom, love, all of those constructs, just like are constructs, just like the Matrix. Why, Mr. Anderson? Why do you persist? persist. And Neo says, "Because I choose to." <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, it's not to find destiny, Nick. It's the theme of the movie, and they really are like, you know what? We gotta no, nail it home it, one it, more it, time. It's fun that you say that. It's fun that you say mm-hmm. that. Uh, you're right because this is remember part two like that was the matrix that was part one this is part two if this were a whole different movie this is not the theme of this movie there is no yeah, theme you're, of this you're, movie. you're so right you're, <laughs> that you're was last so movie. fucking right about that yeah <laughs> that was the one they hammered home to last movie which is why in this one you're like it doesn't really hit uh, we have a little bit of setup about the whole concept of destiny like fate versus uh, you know uh, free will in this one with the oracle but it didn't really slap anyway uh, Smith bursts out of the rubble and punches near to the ground away, and then he goes wait I've seen this this is the end yes you're relying right here and I stand here I'm supposed to say something like everything that has a beginning has an end mm-hmm. Neo and then and then he's like what? Wait, what, what what did I say no that isn't right this can't be right get away from me and he says what are you what are you afraid of you were right, Smith. You were always right. It was inevitable. <laughs> it's like, is that how you say that? Is that how you say that? Uh, Smith plunges his hand in Neo and starts with a goo. He starts with a goo, and but this time Neo just lets it happen. And he says, is, and then he just pours into Smith and goes, is it over? And then Neo, Smith nods. Uh, but up in the real world, uh, jacked in, Neo struggles and then screams as a cross of golden light. A cross of golden light from inside his heart, radiates out. Uh, back in the Matrix, Spliff, Smith explodes in light. <laughs> Soon after, all the Smiths explode in a ripple of cascading light, and then the city goes dark. And then up in the machine world, the machines lay uh, Jesus Neo down, and then uh, they say, it is done. And, G- and he's done. Kill all the Over humans. And- the, the street corner where Neo and Smith fight in the craters, the same corner where Neo made the phone call at the end of the Matrix yep. 1 where he flies away. So that's a fun, fun nod there. Not but fun. yeah. Cool. Uh, over in Z- you can't tell because it's so rainy and so dark, and you can't really <laughs> see what's happening. Uh, but it's like you know, it's fun that we do have um, this movie to thank for the amazing scenes in Man of Steel because obviously Zack Snyder saw this, and his only takeaway was 
It's cool when people fly and punch each other. Punch harder. Uh, oh, yeah. Over in Zion, the machines take off and leave. And then someone says he did it. Then the kid takes that to, to, for his cue to just run around and scream to everyone, he saved us. It's over. He did it. To which Morpheus is like, whoa, whoa. We don't know that for sure. Like, we should verify we don't that. Know. Like, the, like, okay, what did he do? What are the machines? Like, where are they at? Is the war over? Are we homies? Or is the war over? They're just not going to kill us right now. Yeah. He goes and tells the people the war is over. They're all just like, cool. Yay. I don't need any more information. I not got one, it. You're fine. Not one person goes, are you sure? Yeah, like, <laughs> how? I got it, guys. <laughs> and there's, you could tell there was a deleted scene, though, if I had directed this movie, where, one, where someone was like this. Oh, God damn it. That kid's still alive. <laughs> uh, Morpheus asks Naomi, is this real? And she hugs him. She says, Neo, wherever you are, thank you. The machines drag Neo Jesus' dead body away from the Matrix. And as it resets itself, everything resets. We get the black cat again, too. So it's like, we see same all that cat. Stuff. They cast the uh, same cat. Of course they did. And they used uh, the same meow from the first movie. That's nice. These are the facts uh, I got for you. Kevin got a fact for you. During the scene at the club, the Merovingian is wearing his tie in a fashion called the Merovingian tie knot. Mm. Kevin, you, Kevin knows all about You're welcome. And Tyna. Give us mm -hmm. that fidget spitter, Tim, you golden <laughs> goose. Uh, Sachi wakes up and wishes the black well, cat good you morning. You say things, Nick. And then, <laughs> he's our golden guy. The architect joins the Oracle on a park bench to congratulate her, and she says, well, now, ain't this a surprise? And then he says, just how long do you think this piece is going to last? And she says, what about, and he says, what about the others, the ones who want out? And she says, obviously, uh, he says, obviously, they will be freed. And she says, I have your word. And he says, what do you think I am, human? And it's like, well, okay. Uh, Seraph and Sachi join the Oracle as the sun comes up uh, on the city with a beautiful rainbow sky. Uh, and uh, she says, did you do that? Uh, or she asks Sachi, she said, did you do that? And Sachi says, yes, for Neo. Uh, will we ever see him again? And the Oracle says, I suspect so, one day. And then Seraph asks her if she always knew. And she goes, no, 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 but I believed. And that this is scene, two facts here. Uh, the this is the only time in any of the three movies that we see greenery and a blue sky in the Matrix. Um, and in the last scene, the bench that they're on has a small metal dedication plate that says "In memory of Thomas Anderson." So, motherfucker's hmm. dead, and they're talking okay. about it there. This uh, last movie, I was like, "Wow, this is the most limptic ending to a movie I've ever seen." <laughs> like, I think I think they outdid themselves. Here. Yeah, like, they did. This, this is so like, holy crap! Like, wow, that's it. That's how you're gonna end this. No philosophical things for me to take home and think about. Mm -hmm. Nothing cool. No. I you have to imagine that at this point, <laughs> the Wachowskis were just like, I want to be done with this too. Yeah, we're all done. We can all agree this is this is run its course, right? Yeah, I, I, and I would say just going back to the whole thing with Smith. What, okay, because because I've I've always wondered this, and maybe you guys have some idea. Why is assimilating the Oracle? Now, all of a sudden, giving Smith basically the equal power of the one. So was is so are we saying that the Oracle this entire time has been as powerful as Neo and just not use that power? One? Was she the original one? Because like she's just part of the program that like right helps reset the matrix. Part of the system, yeah, yeah. So so now she can fly and or or Smith now by assimilating. Or her can fly and is just as strong as Neo, actually stronger because he defeats him. So I, I don't know that that's yeah, well, did, a really did, good point. Well, the other thing is like, did Neo want to win or was he trying to? Oh, no, 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 he he, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I he guess that's an important you know I mean? point. But yeah. also, Smith was only fighting him with one Smith. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. but, but I remember, that, like, yeah, like Neo didn't need to fight, right? Like he could have been like, stop and like 
change the matrix in that way like in the machine off. world though yeah i don't fucking know. yeah i think it's, so yeah. i think so it's very convoluted but very. the important thing is that it's over yeah a little <laughs> thing or is it make no, me with haiku interview seven syllables in the middle you got five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme haiku in review haiku in review now over to you tim you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form just like lee polero did infected robots with an agent smith virus neos the vaccine okay soda says he was a hacker then became then became it no sorry 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 he was a hacker then became it i guess the matrix baby zeremy zuccarello says i liked one of three now fear for the fourth fills me how bad can it be bad Andrew Feister says, these sequels are dope. I feel I've been lied to. Oh, look, Weird Sex Club. You might be alone on that one, Andrew. You might he be likes alone them. on that. These are cool. Uh, now for Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. Here for the Matrix in review. Number one on the list is Agent Smith and the Machines from the first Matrix. And then number two right now is Agent Smith, the Merovingian, and the Architect. Where do we want to put... Multiple Agent Smiths? Agent I Smith guess. and do it do do ex machina, maybe? Deus Ex Machina, sure. Yeah. Deus Ex Machina just seems like a good guy anytime like the entire time we are with the character. I mean it doesn't like, matter. Le- Regardless, it's last for me. Yeah. Does anyone have an argument that it's no, at all? No, I, I don't have an argument. No. Yeah, you're right. I just put Deuce X. Like Deuce Bigelow, male jiggle. Deuce X. Uh, I watched uh what was the the Animatrix? Well, I watched like half of the Animatrix, and it just seems like the machines were like they were just trying to 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 live and stuff, and we we just didn't trust them and killed them all. I don't trust they were machines. Just trying to do. live, man. Yeah. I never trust machines. I mean, if you've seen Terminator, you know eventually it's going to go down one of two ways: either us or them. Yep. And it's usually them because they're yep. machines. They have yep. no feelings and no morality. So and they're not sleepy. Ranking these, uh, I don't even think we need to vote or anything. Number one, we have Matrix 1. Number two, we have Matrix 2. Number three, if I am correct, is Matrix 3 Revolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Matrix Resurrections coming out soon. And I do not mm-hmm. think it has the potential to be number one. I really hope it's number, number two. Number two. I and agree. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be. I think everything we've seen of it already fills me with more hope. But I don't know. They they could yeah. drop the ball, but we'll have to wait and see. It comes out in uh, a week. Holy crap, a week from I know, now. It's crazy. But we will not be reviewing it until the first week of January. Keep that in mind. Um, it will be available on HBO Max as well, so you can watch it during the break if you do not want to go to a theater, and we'll be there for you in the beginning of next year. Uh, Paris, being the biggest Matrix fan here, what is your hype levels for this? I, I'm very hyped for it, and I think it actually just ties into what everything we talked about today in that now Lana Wachowski has had 20 years of feedback from those from those last two movies to understand what they got right and all that they got wrong and apply that in this in what Resurrections is going to be. So I'm, I'm going in hopeful. Um, I think even that little clip they showed during the Game Awards kind of gives me some some faith that they get it. And they're going to do this in a smart way, you know, for 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 how they're going to reintroduce the Matrix and how Neo and Trinity and all of them are still around. So I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Uh, but 
until next time, let us know in the comments below what you think about the Matrix. Nick, do you have something for me? No, I was going to say something, but it's 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 useless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to end after that. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>